within 10, 15 minutes, you're tuning and training a, an AI algorithm without ever having to write a single line of code. Welcome to C-Lab, the customer education laboratory, where we explore how to build customer education programs, experiment with new approaches, and exterminate the myths and bad advice that stops growth dead in its track. So I am Dave Darrington, and to kick this one off, we always start with the National Day Of. Uh, so today's National Day Of's, uh, we have American Touch Tag Day. That sounds strange. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, today is National Fluffernutter Day. You ever had a Fluffernutter, Mason? I haven't, but I mean, peanut butter marshmallow, that sounds absolutely delicious. What, what could, it's Yeah, it's amazing. And then it's National Pierogi Day, so get out and grab a pierogi. So today, uh, we have a special guest, uh, actually our first CEO on the show, uh, the honor of interviewing Mason Levy, you're the CEO of Swivel. So welcome, Mason. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate the, you know, the invite onto the show. Excited to be here. A little bit about myself, obviously CEO and uh, co-founder of Swivel, uh, serial entrepreneur. Uh, this is my my third business. Uh, all of them focused in the conversational AI realm, and so excited to to dive into topics about how this affects uh, customer education in general. Amazing. Now, this is really exciting. In particular, I'm excited because. You know, I've worked in the SaaS market, I've worked for Gainsight, I've worked for Outreach now, I've worked for Azuqua, and we're looking at technologies like yours, and I'm a data guy. I like to see how all this works together, you know, how we can build our product into a, being a market differentiator. Uh, and today we're going to talk about big ideas, and in particular, we want to laser focus in on AI and machine learning, because I think for our audience, for and again, our audience here is customer education professionals. Typically, you're at a smaller, mid-scale startup. You're trying to build your educational program. And we have a lot of tools we need. We need to move fast. And we need to think about scale. So I think with respect to education, we really want to dive deep on, you know, what is machine learning? What is artificial intelligence? You know this stuff, Mason. So let's go ahead and break this down and have a great conversation today. So you ready? Let's do it, man. Cool. All right. Okay, before we start, I love this quote from your website, from uh, Swivel's website. And, I, and for those who are looking, it's tryswivel.com, S-W-I-V-L, right? Yeah, because we're a startup, you got to take at least one vowel out of the name. And so we <laughs> dropped the E from Swivel, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And this quote, this quote that got me was, artificial intelligence has never been easier build, tag, and train machine learning models to help automate your business processes. So I, I felt like this was a hook. And <laughs> I wanted to start, before we like actually start breaking it down, I wanted to ask you, so, so Mason, what does this really all mean? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're you know helping automate repetitive and costly tasks for companies. Um, you know, our core competency 
comes from what we call guided data labeling exercises, which we'll definitely dive into probably in, in our discussion, uh, mm -hmm. you know, coming up. Uh, but that's really the build, tag, and train, right? And so, you know, we, we think that getting started with AI shouldn't be hard. Obviously, this is a data play. And so the biggest yeah. secret in, in AI is that it's human powered. Uh, and, and we'll dive into that a little bit more too. But that's kind of the high level. You know, we want to automate those things that are repetitive, costly, uh, allow humans to do the things that humans are really great at. And that's making connections, showing empathy, allow the machines to be super fast at processing. I love that. And it's not scary when you put it in that context. Some of the things you hear from like Elon Musk and others are, oh my gosh, the end of the world, AI, machine learning. Well, let's hope not. But I like the fact that you're talking empathy. You're talking human, you know, human beings are part of this process. It's, it's like a collaboration and not a, hey, we've got Skynet. Yeah, I mean, I think the beauty, right, is like, yeah, Elon comes out and, you know, I, I love Elon. Uh, and one of the things that he's great at is is really set this vision and like pushing, you know, ideas forward, whether that be, you know, getting us to Mars or pushing AI as a, as a platform forward or, you know, what he's doing with Tesla and the electric car market. Yeah. Um, but like ultimately, like we're still very much in the ability, the, the, the place where we're building this. We get to design it so that there's not a Skynet, right? And, and <laughs> me personally, like I'd love to make sure that there's an ability for humans to always communicate and control uh, machines. And there's this period of time before we get to, you know, artificial general intelligence where, you know, this human machine collaboration uh, is going to be of utmost importance. And, and that's really where we're sitting right now. Exactly. And, and this is kind of new and exciting because I'm seeing products like yours come out and I don't get them. I mean, I kind of do, but I, I, I don't know what our goal is. That's what the spirit of this conversation is, is going to be steering towards. Well, let's start out with something. And I think this is something that came up in a previous discussion that we had, where I, I believe it was you that said, education is broken. And, you know, I'd like to start with that and laser in on that. Like, okay, that we're framing up this discussion about machine learning and artificial intelligence. And we're saying, okay, education is broken. Well, I kind of agree with that, but tell me more about this. What, in what context are you, do you mean that education is broken? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, uh, you know, you could take that a thousand different ways, but, you know, I think in my context, as I mentioned, uh, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've helped, mm -hmm. uh, you know, over 30 companies get off the ground and running from an advisor standpoint as well. You know, I think the biggest thing here is that like most companies don't really understand how to learn from their interactions with their customers. And I also think that there's like this effort to like, you know, handhold and educate customers, but then also like allow that to scale. Um, yeah. You know, so that's where we're kind of really coming in is like, you know, how do we come in and, and help from that customer education perspective? Uh, you know, how do we help the business learn from those engagements and, and ultimately again, kind of create this human machine partnership that allows everybody to happen. But, you know, you're the education expert here, Dave, I'd put it back onto you. Like what, what about the education system in general is, is, is broken on your side? Oh, I would say a lot of things. I mean, we're, we're really beholden to things like more traditional learning management technologies, you know, and when you talk about education, you're either training somebody physically and you come into an, you come into an office and say, Hey, I'm going to train you. And I've got a lesson plan and everybody sits down and it's old school, right? Well, it's or, the same thing for everybody, right? The same thing for everybody, you know, like, Oh gosh, I've sat in a classroom for decades. I, I'm kind of tired of this stuff. And then now we're, we're progressing and we have a lot more e-learning that's been around for many years, but even e-learning has its limits. And sure. I've worked at companies like Gainsight and Azuqua and now outreach. And all of these companies have one thing in common as we think a lot about business processes 
and in education, and I don't know if you in the audience who are listening in can this resonates with you, but in education, we, we often lean more towards, okay, like a true learning and development, we're internal, we're not worried about the rest of the world. But in customer education, we're worried about the world. We're almost an inbound marketing technology, right? We're, we are training people that are on our product, but we can also train people that are not on our product. We have all this data. And, we, and underneath, lying underneath this is, what are the business processes, right? And I don't think we commonly think yeah. about this. Totally. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that you hit on is like you have this data and like, you know, between me and you, Dave, we could probably pick a, a product uh, and, and spend, you know, the next three, six months designing uh, an educational system around like, how do we teach somebody to use that product? And, you know, we put it out in front of customers and, and day one, it's going to be broken, right? Um, <laughs> it's not going to like stand up to all of our assumptions. And so, you know, I think that's a big piece of where AI can come in and, and, you know, where Swivel helps companies is, you know, how do we put a, pro a process in place that allows, you know, the founders, the early stage company uh, employees, uh, you know, your customer success team to, to handhold those early customers, but, right. you know, have a system in place that allows for that process to be repeated over and over again so that, you know, you get it right every single time, whether that be at 2 a.m. on a Saturday uh, or, you know, the day after Christmas, you know, and, and our, that's really what we're talking about is like, how do we build these processes that allow the company to scale uh, in a personalized way and optimized for those interactions when, when a customer needs the most. Right. And you're, you're talking Mason. So in, in education, like in, in our universe, let, let's, let's imagine on-demand content, right? I've got a university, I've stood it up. I have a whole lot of really great content. I spent months and months and months and months getting this up there. And, you know, I'll cite Donna Weber on this. She always says, if you build it, they won't come. Okay, yeah. well, it's, it's actually kind of true because you build this great content. Well, nobody knows about it. You haven't evangelized it. So there, therein lies business processes that we need to invoke to see, to get people to our content, to work with people who are utilizing our content. So when I start understanding, so here's a play for me that I would care about. I've got somebody who's a learner that goes, they go into the on-demand content. They're a critical person, a customer that's really important to us. And maybe they're an administrator. So they really need to know the content. They get into the first one or two modules and then they stop. So a human being without a system would look at, would have to go in there and say, where is everybody? And they could look up a report and say, oh, this learner has not progressed. But if I had a business process like I'd want to, and I've had this at Gainsight, I had this at Azuqua, now working on it here at Outreach, I want to detect a state where a person is in a condition and they get yep. stuck and then I help coach them through. Or to the flip side of it, you, Mason, are coming to me at Outreach and saying, Dave, I'm really stuck on this. I need help. And I could have something to cap capture that request for help and direct it to the right way and get you that help any time of the day. So is that the kind yeah. of stuff you're talking about? Totally. But even doing that like a little bit more proactively, right? Like as you were kind of setting up the, the use case here, you know, you named off of a couple of different customer persona profiles. Like the system uh -huh. should know that this is an important person. It should be watching for those trends. And like even before there's a drop off in the education, proactively start to engage, right? So that 
you know, maybe you're getting past that piece of uh, content that was difficult, uh, or you're escalating to a human so that Dave, you can step in and, you know, say, Hey, Mason, you know, we really care about you. Uh, how, how can I help you today, etc. But like having that business process in place, having that system in place that allows that is, is a pretty big piece of the puzzle, too. Absolutely. Well, let's take an aside. So it, like, I think that really helps Mason frame up what we as educators care about. We're tracking people, we're helping them out, we're getting to material, we're leading them to drink, you know, you know leading a horse to drink. We, we, want, we want to make sure we're helping people, but we've got to step back a little bit and think about what this technology is. So what I'd like to ask you is, you know, can we talk a little bit more about what is machine learning? What is AI? How does, you know, how does all this stuff work? And then let's connect the dots and show how we can do it in education. Yeah, totally. I mean, first off, newsflash, it's not magic. It's magic, what? right? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, you know, I think, I think it's funny. I get to have conversations with people all the time and, you know, you, you get posed that same question, like, what is this and what's it happening? And, you know, the first thing that I say is like, look, there's a lot of math happening and, and, and ultimately, you know, at the very simplest, uh, you know, level, it's, it's a regression analysis that's happening. Uh, you know, hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of regression analysis is happening at the same time. And, and you know, really, we haven't had a mathematical breakthrough uh, from a AI perspective, a machine learning perspective in, in a really long time. But what we have seen in the last, you know, decade is this increase in cloud computing, right? And yeah. so you have the ability now to run simultaneous regression analysis. And again, I'm being super simplistic, but sure. at a really high volume uh, in order to, to, to make, you know, super complex, uh, you know, decisions. And, and that's, that's ultimately what machine learning and AI is. Now, AI is the overarching kind of subtitle or a title here, machine learning, a type of, of uh, AI and then even a subtext of that, the thing that's really taken off over the last couple of years is a subset called deep learning, uh, which involves neural nets uh, and the ability for this to, you know, learn on its own and kind of continue to get smarter. Um, again, simplifying a lot, but that's ultimately the high level. And, yeah. and behind all of that is, as you mentioned, data, but not just any data, it's properly labeled data, right? So you uh -huh. have a, an image of a cat and you have it labeled a dog. Well, the machine is not going to be able to understand that it is mislabeled. It's going to think that that cat is a dog and that's going <laughs> to, you know, mess up the algorithms there. And so, you know, you got to make sure that things are properly labeled uh, and, and done, you know, done at scale there. That's really, so this is, let me see if I get this clear in my head. Um, I want to relate it to an experience that I had earlier in my career where, believe it or not, my title was customer support scientist. Sounds nice. nuts. That sounds totally nuts. So I, I, I worked <laughs> as, basically I was, I was doing drug design, molecular modeling. I worked in, um, in an office where we basically do chemistry in a computer. And the limitation we had at the time, and I think we were doing a lot of machine learning type things, because what we would do is say, I had chemical one and chemical two and chemical three. And I say, these, all these chemicals are like drugs that we know do something like acetaminophen and Tylenol. And, you know, they are painkillers. They act on the same kind of part of the body, but they're different. And then we look at, we had a machine go and look at those chemicals and then try to predict other chemicals that I could create. And you know how long that took? 
like a month. I would program, I would set up my computer, I would set up the algorithm, and I would let it cook. And it would go off for a month and do its thing and come back and give me the results. So are you saying now that the breakthrough that we had, now that's, that's a nerdy example. Here we're mm -hmm. talking about education. Are you saying that the breakthrough we had is that computational power that where it took me a month in 1999 or 2000 to do this, now it can take me seconds or microseconds? Yeah, I mean, pre pretty much if you have the, the data and you have the model set up correctly, you know, again, Google and Amazon, this is what they've built their, their businesses off of is the ability to just have so much cloud computing power uh, that you can be running entire server rooms. You know, a story I like to tell is, uh, you know, the AlphaGo um, breakthrough that, that, that beat the world's like Go champion, you know, uh -huh. I think late last year. You know, it, it took enough like computing power to like power New York City for like a couple of weeks, which is oh my God. Just absolutely insane. But that game, you know, is, is a pretty short game. So, yeah, I mean, you, that computing power just scales infinitesimally and it's, it's, you know, pretty incredible. That's amazing. Okay. I think we got the tech down. I, I get it. Hopefully, the audience, you get it. If you have questions, you know, shout out to us and we'd love to hear more about, you know, what you're thinking. And um, <laughs> we like to, we like to know what, um, what you're thinking and, and how this is related because this is really relatable. Now what we're going to do is, is, is Mason, we're going to talk more about how does this look like in a business? Again, we're focused on customer ed, but this could apply to anything. So, so in a business context, I can tell you what I care about and then and we can talk about this a little bit more. So I'm tracking all kinds of stuff in an education. Sure. Uh, a, a lot of folks that enter into this field, uh, and, and we're really trying to evangelize for this. Customer ed needs to be very data-driven. And this is hard stuff, right? We need to have systems. We need to have, you know, a data lake, you know, data warehouse. Uh, you know, we, I'm using Tableau for some of my stuff. So there's a lot of nerddom here. Um, mm -hmm. But what, what I'm looking at is all this kind of information about, hey, a customer goes to my training and they click a button or they, they stop looking at something. I want to know how many times they viewed a, a class because it's telling to me if somebody looks at the same material and they, they look through a video twice or three times. That means they're really interested. Yep. Um, when they exit, you know, there might be an exit event. They, they, they drop out of my curriculum or they're not really engaged or there's an intent to leave. So with data, I can better serve customers. And let me frame this up a little bit and then I'll let you, I'll, I'll pitch it off to you. Sure. A really, really, really good thing for us. And, and I know I was talking with, um, our head uh, of our support team, we're talking about call deflection here at Outreach. This is probably something that everybody wants to do because support gets hammered all the time, especially if you don't have a lot of training or education or documentation. So what I want to do is pre-call, before somebody gets to support, intercept them and then totally. direct them to the right way. So tell me a little bit more your thoughts on, I, I mean, if this is really relevant and it, it crosses boundaries from education into support to success, tell me what you're thinking about that and how your technology and the technology in general can help. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. First of all, is like this technology should be omnipresence, right? Uh, like, mm -hmm. you know, whether you call it support, whether you call it success, whether you call it onboarding, whatever it is, it's it's you know customer engagement and at its core, and that's just making sure that your end customers have what they need when they need it. Um, you know, and so like all these things that you're talking about, tricking your button clicks, your times of view, your exit events, your intentions to leave. 
you know, can we use these data to find patterns that show that there's going to be some issue uh, presenting itself in the future? And, and can we proactively present, uh, you know, a solution to the end user? And, and if not, like you said, can we, you know, our technology a lot of times plays first line of defense. So when you do pick up the phone, like before we create a ticket, can our intelligence, has it already been trained on answering that question, right? And then, then this is, yeah. again, part of that business process for the company of like, how do we scale this? And the beauty of this is, you know, even when the system, you know, says, takes one answer, answers the question, answers the second question, and then on the third piece of the puzzle, it's kind of lost its way. Like, let's escalate to the human. And then again, like, as we kind of chatted about having the process in place, how do we learn from that human to human interaction so that the next time somebody comes in, we're able to go through the entire process of, of, of resolution, uh, which is really great. Uh, and again, making sure that we can handle it, that we have something in place to learn so that the system learns. And then, you know, ultimately making sure that the escalation is happening when and where it should happen. There, there are plenty of use cases where, uh, you know, we intentionally could answer a question in an automated fashion, but we push mm -hmm. to a human to answer because it's a better thing for a human to handle. That's really cool, Mason. So uh, what, what I'd like to know is more like kind of a, kind of at a high level, what does this look like? Like we've got a website, you go to the website, or I go, I go to your website and I'm, I'm looking for information. And I, I suspect the first entry point for me is, oh, I see this little thing down at the bottom of the page or at the top of the page pops up and says, hey, can I help you? And is that the the core point? You know, like, I have a question. Like, I don't know where to go. I'm looking for I'm looking for training material. Sure. Um, and normally, yeah, I mean, I'd I call think, support. Sure. I mean, I think I think obviously, you know, chat bubbles on a website are are, are kind of becoming the de facto thing. Like, if you don't have a chat on your website, you're you're kind of behind the game. But that's not ultimately where we love to sit. Like, yes, we put chat on people's website. Yes, that is an area that you can go and handle. But, you know, ultimately, we love call to action buttons on a website. Uh, we like to uh, analyze those intents to leave and start an engagement from that intention to leave. Uh, we might also look at what we call like user journeys. So, you know, you viewed this piece of content uh, and then clicked on a specific button. Uh, and then maybe you're on that, that second page after that button click for, you know, 15 seconds. And then now we're going to proactively present some type of new content to you. Again, this is really just about learning and trying to be proactive and meeting the customer where they are uh, so that you can really, you know, handhold, provide everybody that white glove service that, you know, is really the, you know, that status that we all want to be. We want to all give, you know, people that, that Apple experience when you walk into an Apple store. Oh my gosh. So this is really, I think that's really next level stuff, right? Like we've done, we've done to death all the other kinds of education and training. We have documentation online, but where I always see a gap is just in time. No. Yep. I, I need this now. It's Saturday afternoon. Nobody's there. I need some help with something. I've got to get something done for my boss by Monday morning. Yeah, I, I slacked and get it done till the weekend. Um, <laughs> but okay, well, I get I get this now. It's just we want to get you're basically behind the scenes and these technologies are behind the scenes helping knit things together and put people into the right place at the right time. So let me ask you these questions. Um, how do you get started with getting machine learning and, and AI tools 
like add these into your stack? What, what would I be looking for? I mean, obviously you're one of the options out there, but like conceptually, if I'm going to do this, what do I need to be thinking about? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the question number one of getting started is, you know, having buy-in from the, your leadership, right? Cause, cause yeah. ultimately taking on any type of, you know, automation, let's just call it an automation project. You know, it's going to, it's going to go across different parts of your company, all the different operational segments. And, and you really need to have that leadership, make sure that they're leading that from a, a short-term, you know, uh, investment as well as a long-term vision for what it's trying to, to accomplish. And I'd say like, mm -hmm. that's base level. Like you need to have that understanding. And then, you know, second is, you know, in order to get started, you got to get started, right? Again, this isn't <laughs> magic. Uh, and so, you know, how do you take baby steps to, to crawl before you walk and then start to walk and then jog and run? Um, and, you know, a lot of times that's finding the right partner that can help you, uh, whether that be Swivel or some other, uh, you know, company out there, uh, you know, Amazon, Microsoft, Google could, could, could provide services too, um, right. you know, et cetera. You know, I think that's kind of step two is like what tech and what pieces of the platform are you going to push over? But again, you need to have something in place. You need to have goals in place. You need to have this vision for the long term. Uh, and, and getting started is as easy as just getting started, right? It could be as simple as putting a chat on your website and again our chatbot it's, it's copy and paste you're off to the races and like literally within 10-15 minutes you're tuning and training a, an AI algorithm without ever having to write out a single line of code which is really cool oh that's I, that's just so cool and I think you've showed me some of your technology before and it just it really gets me excited because you're, you're it's like you're collaborating with a computer system not fighting it yeah it's pretty awesome I mean I think you know a lot of uh, what I would consider like generation one AI platforms, you know, they, they, they typically, you know, are trying to solve the how problem. Like how do we accomplish this task? Right. And like, we're really excited. We're in this generation two of like, we're really understanding, you know, why are we doing this and, and seeing some of those, uh, you know, points of, of, of frustration uh, and, and trying to solve that. And, you know, one of those is that they, they don't learn, they don't uh, optimize themselves. You can't experiment. They're typically set it and forget it. And in order to do a readjustment, it takes, you know, months and months of readjustment. Uh, and so, you know, we've tried to, to, you know, proactively, you know, combat a lot of those things by making a super easy interface. And, you know, we always like to say our tuning and training uh, section of, of, of our platform is our core competency and its ultimate like goal is for you to rate and review, you know, how well the, the machine's performing. And that's kind of what we see as like the future of, you know, kind of this customer success style role is, you know, partnering with a machine to do that. That's amazing. And I think a lot of customer success people in particular should be excited about this kind of technology. I mean, being immersed in customer success and customer education as a partner to that, it's, it's scary to think about how, how manual we are when we start up a new company and we do customer success. There's usually, you know, years of, Hey, I'm just going to do it the hard way. And, and then it, it's my call to action to any of you who are listening is think about these technologies earlier, right? You could yeah. save a headcount. I mean, yes, it's, you're going to be paying a, a system or a company to help you with these, these things, but they help you scale. They help, 
And when you do add another person, that person's going to be focused on the customer need and the empathy and making sure they get what they want. Let the system do. There's a the thing I, I taught game design for many years. It was always uh, one of the big plays. And this came from Jesse Shell, who, who wrote a book on the art of game design. He always said, let the computer do the work. A hundred percent. Let the computer do the work because the people, human beings, so this is why computers and human beings are usually a match made in heaven, hopefully, is that we're creative, we're dynamic, we respond to all kinds of different stuff. A computer now, to date, is going to be responding via an algorithm. And that's hard. Yep. And a person programs that until the computers program themselves and then we're doomed. But <laughs> super neat. So um I'm kind of I rambling a little bit. Is, yeah, I think your point is like get started and like it should become part of your team, you know, uh, find that partner that can help you scale and put those processes in place. I mean, I, I, we're a, a growing startup in our own and, you know, I do a lot of the, the processes manual, but I'm yeah. always thinking about how do we operationalize this so that the next time it's easier, right? And, and we eat our own dog food by using our system every single day. And you know we've seen the ability to automate those first, second, third touch points to be able to proactively uh, engage a customer before they have a problem or before they report a problem. Uh, and in all of those instances, you know, the feedback has been amazing and it's what's continuing to allow us to grow. Um, you know, and it probably has saved us, uh, you know, from having to, to add overhead to the team because we have yeah. a machine that's always on always on brand, never forgets to have its morning coffee, uh, et cetera. <laughs> and doesn't need it. It just needs electricity and uh, a good yeah. admin. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we've, we've sussed this out. And, and once again, the intent here is for customer education professionals, customer success teams, think about your stack, your technology. You don't have to go it alone. Um, the AI is not here to, to take us over. Uh, machine <laughs> learning is super powerful and I think it's approachable now. And Mason, I think you've done an, an excellent job helping break it down and humanizing it because it is a human machine partnership at this point in the game. It's not something scary. It's not rocket science. Well, it kind of is in the back end, but it's not magic, right? It's not magic. Not magic. So if we, anybody walks away from this as machine learning and AI is not magic, it's part of our human nature. Yep. All right. Anything else that you'd like to say? I think right now, let's take just a moment. Uh, Mason, tell us a little bit more about Swivel and specifically what, what you guys are doing. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of hit on a lot of this. Obviously, uh, core competency is what we call human in the loop AI systems. And, and, you know, we focus really on the natural language processing. So chatbots, mm -hmm. voice bots, digital agents, um, as well as like product recommendations. So, you know, we have found a ton of success in the e-commerce uh, vertical, as well as the travel and hospitality vertical. Uh, you know, we'd love to you know, become kind of consultants, become part of the team uh, for the customers that we work with and create some really unique solutions. Uh, so love to chat with any of your listeners uh, about how we can, you know, get started and help them scale as well. Fabulous. Okay, let's, let's close this out and uh, we'll give our contact information out as we always do. Uh, so Mason, once again, thank you for, for joining us today. This was super exciting. I love talking about data. I love talking about computer systems as much as I do education. Um, and with that, we've come to the end of the episode. Now, if you want to learn more about customer education as a whole, we have a website at customer.education. 
It's as simple as that. Uh, you can find show notes and other material and definitely links to all of our episodes right there. Now on, uh, on the Twitter, uh, I am at Dave Darrington. Mason, where are you at? You can find me at Mason Levy and at TriSwivel. And again, remember, we're startups, so we drop the E. That's T-R-Y-S-W-I-V-L. S-W-I-V-L. Okay, and we're also, uh, I'm on LinkedIn at Dave Darrington. Are you on LinkedIn as well? Yep, LinkedIn, same uh, Mason Levy as well. I think uh, you can find me on kind of all the platforms with, with that uh, username. Fabulous. Okay, well, with that, let's bring this to the wraps. Uh, special thanks again to Alan Cota for our theme music. And if this helped you out, I want to ask again, please help us out by subscribing in your podcatcher of choice. And uh, we definitely love if you have some time to give us a review on iTunes. Um, those two things really help us expose our podcast and the algorithms love it. So to our audience, thanks for joining us. Go out, educate, experiment, and find your people. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Dave.